Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and this is episode 33, The Choice is Yours. I honestly cannot say enough about Elder Bednar's October 2006 talk, and nothing shall offend them. He says, when we believe or say we have been offended, we usually mean we feel insulted, mistreated, snubbed, or disrespected. And certainly clumsy, embarrassing, unprincipled, and mean-spirited things do occur in our interactions with other people that would allow us to take offense. However, it is ultimately impossible for another person to offend you or to offend me. Indeed, believing that another person offended us is fundamentally false. To be offended is a choice we make. It is not a condition inflicted or imposed upon us by someone or something else. Isn't this amazing news? This is incredible news. However, it does put us in a situation where we can no longer blame other people for how we feel. And that can be a moment of realization for us where it becomes more and more clear that we've had some work to do with our own emotional maturity. But this really is the best news. It means we get to be in the driver's seat of our own emotions. We get to be in the driver's seat of our own experience. If I knew about this talk 17 years ago, I certainly don't remember knowing about it. So let me put it this way. I have, perhaps like you, at various times in your life, have been a little too easy to offend, I would think. It's not a Christ-like quality. But we know this much by now. To be easily offended, not on the list of attributes of, of the Savior, but that goes without saying. But a very common thing that I personally have allowed myself to be offended by and bothered by over the years, when it is pointed out to me that I have left some kind of a, a mess behind, that I didn't clean up after myself in a satisfactory manner to the person making the observation. This is not news to me. It's not like this just started happening all of a sudden. This is something that I would have become quite good at at a young age, certainly prior to going on my proselyting mission back from 01 to 03, and certain of my companions would point out, hey, you gonna clean that up or, you know, things like that. It didn't really bother me back then. After washing my clothes on preparation day, I would leave the, I would just dump all the clothes out on my bed and up against the wall. I never folded them or put them away. That's just where they stayed, and I grabbed my clothes from there. So this isn't anything new, but after becoming married, this behavior persisted. My dear Brittany has been patiently tolerating this to the best of her ability over the years, and I, I have made tiny little improvements over the years and then large steps backward, I'm sure. But I've allowed it to bother me when she points out hey, you left this out, can you please not leave the mayonnaise out? Or, you know, logical things like this. Um, 
is it necessary for your dirty clothes to end up right there? It's sort of in the path of the door and the bed, you know? <laughs> just just logical things like this. Not being anywhere near emotionally mature in my early 20s. And, I, you know, I'd like to think I've made some progress now, but hey, we all have work to do. I made the ridiculous comment, and we all know that when we make ridiculous comments, a good number of these end up in the uh, hard drive of our wives, and they, they remember these things for all time and eternity. And I made the ridiculous comment or request to never to ask me to do anything ever again. That was within the first two years of being married. And some of you are probably shocked to hear that I'm still married today. It, it's just my natural good looks and my chocolatey voice that's, that, that's kept her around. She's going to laugh real hard if she hears that. Anyway, yes, I've been emotionally immature for, for sure. And part of what would go on in my head, the thoughts that what I ha would have are, why are you treating me like a child? That would go through my mind. I'm not a kid, I'm an adult, don't say things like that to me. When I have the thought, why are you treating me like a child, that brings with it a whole smorgasbord of unpleasant emotions. Get feeling very defensive. Perhaps you feel belittled or something like that if you have that kind of a thought. And thoughts are not true or false. They're totally optional. If I had the wherewithal much earlier, I could have avoided a lot of friction. Uh, for one thing, is it really such a big deal that someone would point out that you left something out? Are you really that important that you should not have anyone ever comment on anything that you're doing? Anything that you've done? Or especially if you're in a marriage relationship, is your spouse not permitted to ever ask you any questions about anything? I mean, they are sort of involved intimately in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. Most of the stuff that you go through together is more of the just same day in and day out. And if you are leaving a big fat mess in your wake, is it not unreasonable that someone would make a comment about it? That's one thing to consider. Am I perfect at picking up after myself? Certainly not. However, I feel like, particularly over the last couple of years, I've managed to think about this a little bit differently once I became exposed to the concept of CTFAR. There is a very practical way of thinking about if you are being requested or it's being pointed out to you, you've left some things out, or, or if it's stated, hey, if you leave that out, that's really not going to be enjoyable for me to have to see that. The thought that's really worked for me, isn't it great that it's important to my wife to have a clean house? Isn't that awesome? My wife likes to have a clean house, and she likes to get other people on board to share in having the clean house. Isn't it nice to have a clean house? It sure is. I'm so glad that someone around here is interested in that. I can be too. These types of thoughts have really helped me out a lot because they bring totally different emotions with them. And it puts me in a position to be able to show up better and to participate more in cleaning up after myself like a big boy, like a big boy. 
And then when I do, I'm always like wondering if I'm going to get some praise for it. I'm on the lookout. Hey, wonder if she'll notice. She's got a lot better things to do, guys, let's face it, than notice whether or not you put away the, the mess you made for lunch. She's got better things to do. <laughs> I hate to break it to us. I hate to break it to myself. So again, like Elder Bednar pointed out, it is fundamentally false to believe that anyone can offend you. If you haven't seen this movie, I just love Bill Murray. It's called The Man Who Knew Too Little. If you haven't seen it, you, you gotta check it out. If you've forgotten, or I, I'm not giving too much away to mention, he goes to visit his brother in England on his birthday, and his brother's not expecting him. And Bill Murray's character, as tends to be the case from time to time for roles he plays, he's a bit much for the people around him to deal with. And his brother gets him occupied with this live theater kind of experience. So he goes to a payphone. He's supposed to answer a phone call. And then they tell him where to go. And he just kind of goes along with it. And it's like an improv situation for him. But, of course, in the movie, he ends up getting the wrong phone call and the wrong address. And it leads him down a different path. So the whole time, he believes that he is just a pseudo-actor in all of these things. And so situations that would normally terrify you, he's not terrified by them because he thinks he's just an actor. <laughs> it's, it's quite hilarious. And very early on in the movie, he's, he's mugged a couple, by a couple of young guys in an alleyway. And at first he's scared by, he's like, oh yeah, I'm being... <laughs> I'm the actor. I'm supposed to play along. He's like, okay, oh, sorry, guys. I Let me try that again. And so he does this different reaction. And he's like, no, no, let, let me do a different reaction. And then he does a different, and the two guys are just looking at him like they're terrified of him. They think he's bonkers. <laughs> yes, it just it's just a fun example to point out that it's whatever is going on in your head about the situation that creates your experience. So if you want to interpret something as being offensive, you get to do that. That is totally up to you. You're not wrong. The point of CT Far is to not to point out to us how wrong we are about how we feel. The point is to get us to be aware of ourselves and do we want to feel like that? Is it helpful for us to feel like that? Is that really what you want? Wouldn't you want to reserve your reactions that are more defensive for a situation where your life is actually being threatened? They say that defense is the first act of war. And in our interpersonal relationships, I believe that's 100% applicable. If we can put ourselves in situations to be Choosing to be offended less often, it's probably going to benefit us. Again, we don't have to. You don't have to do anything ever. You are not required to respond or react to any situation in any particular way. It's just that it's useful for us to remember that we have options. We don't have to respond to something in any particular way. So this is great news. Again, we're in the driver's seat of our feelings. No one else is. Let's make the most of this.
How do you want to feel when it's pointed out to you that your assistance would be gladly appreciated in helping to keep the house clean? How do you want to feel when that happens? The choice is yours at Chuckarama. And that's it for now.